Welcome to Cthulhu Light Show, your one-stop shop for nerd news you've already heard and opinions you don't need. On today's episode, we'll be discussing some news and then... Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Oh, and uh, by the way, my name's Dakota. And I'm Brian. Uh, now, this podcast, despite the name, has pretty much nothing to do with H.P. Lovecraft. We may discuss him once or twice in the future, but it is not like this is Lovecraft-themed. It's just a name. It's. Uh, do you want to throw the quick backstory out how he came up with Cthulhu Light Show? Uh, yeah, we could. I, I don't think it was super complicated. I'm pretty sure literally... Um, we were just talking, we had been talking about doing a podcast forever and we just were having fun coming up with stupid names for it. And then one day we were rewatching old Pokemon and it was that episode where Team Rocket like pollutes the ocean or whatever and the Tentacruel gets like massive and goes Godzilla on the city. Remember that? Yeah, that's exactly what I was getting at. It, it just yeah, came, yeah, and, we yeah, were just yeah. spitballing and ideas like, and one of the things that like, I threw out was Cthulhu Light Show. Yeah, well, because it's, like, shooting laser beams out of its head, hence the light show part, and it's, like, a squid jellyfish monster, so it's kind of Cthulhu-y. When we came up with it, neither of us were familiar with Lovecraft, basically, at all, so, you know. Yeah, and now I'm staring at uh, Great Tales of Horror, H.P. Lovecraft, a book I have yeah. not opened. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, well, let's not talk too much about Lovecraft, because this is not a Lovecraft podcast, but, um... What you can basically expect expect from the show is, like Dakota said, um, it's a general nerd culture podcast. At the beginning of each episode, we'll generally devote 15 to 20 minutes to talking about nerd news. Some weeks might be lighter than others. The news, you know, is certainly going to vary. We'll probably be putting a lot of emphasis on specific kinds of news. For instance, Dakota and us, we like, we like video games in general, but we tend to skew towards Nintendo um we have we will probably talk about movies and to a lesser extent comics quite a bit as well and then usually the rest of the episode will be devoted to one or two larger topics that we want to ramble about for you know 40 or so minutes which you know i don't think anyone else has done this yet but today oh god no now today we're gonna discuss star wars the rise of skywalker Hence the uh, the Ian McDermott clip I played there at the beginning. He is the best part of the movie. Unfortunately, you're, that that's correct. <laughs> yeah, that, unfortunately. Before we get into that, though, let, let's let's look into what I've tentatively titled this nerd news. I'm sure that's super original as well. Yeah, that's probably the best title I've ever heard in my life. Thank you. So, uh, uh, Brian, start us off here. What 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 nerd news did you gather for this Google Doc that I'm staring at? All right, well, just yesterday, or maybe the day before, they announced that New Mutants is going to come out after all. Uh, now, for anybody who doesn't know, New Mutants was a X-Men kind of spinoff film based on a comic series. Um, it was produced by Fox before Disney purchased them. Um, it was produced kind of alongside Dark Phoenix, which bombed, but uh, it was marketed as like the first ever straight superhero horror film oh um, I, I did i do remember seeing the original um yeah like, trailers for it which... if, if you watch the the new trailer they actually cut a whole new trailer for it if you watch the new trailer it is so like if you see this movie expect jump scares like it's 
It has all the hallmarks of like a really generic horror movie, but I'm intrigued by it nonetheless. So Um, instead of instead of uh, Blumhouse producing it, it's it's uh, it's Disney. So there's actual money behind this. It's Disney. It's Disney dragging the corpse of Fox because Fox had already fully produced it. It was like cut and ready. They even did reshoots. It was ready to go, but after Dark Phoenix flopped so badly, they basically decided to not release it. Um, I think in particular because they were afraid that it would tarnish the X-Men brand before Marvel could do their own stuff with the X-Men. Oh, yeah, those dark, dark days before Disney owned everything. Right. And, like, to be clear, Fox didn't even do all bad things with X-Men. Logan is a strong contender for my favorite superhero movie. Yeah, Logan Um, was fantastic. Yeah, and everybody likes Deadpool and, like, X2 and Days of Future Past is pretty solid. Um, But nothing about New Mutants really looked like it was going to be good. So now I'm just wondering, so why are they deciding to release it all of a sudden? Probably just because it's it's ready to go. They don't have to invest any actual money into it besides marketing. Well, that's the thing, though. They just made a brand new streaming service called Disney+. Plus. Why would they not just dump it on Disney+. Plus? Because now they have to distribute the film. Probably you know, just... like, presumably there will be, like, DVD and Blu-ray releases. I, I saw one person speculating online that the, the reason they were doing this was because they were trying to prevent the film from being, like, a martyr... We'll get into this more later into the episode, but there's been a weird trend with, uh, like, nerd fandom movies recently of if it's disappointing, it must be the studio's fault and there must be some secret, uh, like, cut hidden in, like, a golden vault. <laughs> who, who filmed New Mutants? <laughs> I'm not going to Google it now. Very loudly. I don't remember. It was a name uh, I did not know. I don't oh, think he's worked man. much. Uh, oh, Josh Boone. Ah, damn it. I okay. made the joke before we started. Release the Josh yeah, Boone Yeah, the Josh cut. Boone cut. Yeah, because for whatever reason, everybody's insisting that J.J. Abrams must have a better cut of Rise of Skywalker somewhere, uh, which he doesn't. He probably and doesn't. We'll talk about that later. Uh, but then also the fucking Snyder cut, which <laughs> so many people, including Snyder himself, have been begging for, even though, like, if you got the Snyder cut, but it would be horribly unfinished and not as good as you think it would be. Like, they're not going to spend millions of dollars refining an unfinished version of the film. Yeah, and most of the stuff that's not done there is the effects. And what do we have here? A superhero movie. Very Mm -hmm. effects-heavy. Yeah. Well, and so the, the, the theory then is that the reason they're releasing it is because they don't want Disney to get attacked with release the Josh Boone cut. Like they don't, they want, they don't, they don't want a weird movement to start online of actually maybe the X Men films were the best superhero films and you know Disney ruined them and you know blah blah blah. You're like I think They've that I think that's a Disney fair theory. Yeah, I, I think it's a fair theory because we had no inkling that they were going to do this, and then the minute they decided to do it was as soon as the JJ cut bullshit started. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, so I could imagine Kevin Feige just being like, no, no, no. This does not happen to us. We're fucking Marvel. The mouse doesn't Uh, deal with this bullshit. Well, they're dealing with it right now with Star Wars. Um, So, yeah, so that's that's, uh, that's some comic book movie news. That's that's fun. That'll be fun eventually. Um... I guess I'll take the I'll take our next bit of news because I think I know a little bit more about it. Um, 
this is just gonna be quick. Castlevania season three, we knew it was coming, but it was finally teased and announced for sometime in early January. Uh, now, correct me if I'm wrong, Dakota. You've never watched the Castlevania series, have you? No, I haven't. I, I actually don't even have Netflix. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you made the you made the jump. You took the the plunge. Castlevania is pretty good. It's a little fillery in places, but it's pretty solid. I mean, what I'm I looking have forward. Seen, to... Sorry, stop. From what <laughs> I have seen, it does look very good. The animation looks oh, yeah. fantastic, especially for something that you know that's not from a traditional big budget studio. It's from right. Netflix. Right. Yeah. Um, the action sequences in particular are great. And actually the voice acting is like amazing as well. So that's just a quick note. Uh, we'll probably talk about that when it actually comes out and I'll probably, you know, make Dakota binge it with me, but there's not much else to say at the moment. I'll have to play catch up at some point. Yeah. Uh, so with that, let me jump in with one that I found. So Nintendo switch is pretty cool, right? It's pretty cool. Yeah. But what if we made that butchered the, the whole aesthetic and then made it a portable PC. Mm. That's what Alienware did. Is Alienware reveals a Nintendo Switch-like portable PC prototype at uh, the Consumer Electronics Show 2020. I'm pulling up the article right now from Niche Gamer. It's the only place I get my sick gamer news. Because <laughs> you're a pretty niche gamer, bro. Oh, totally. I love you know, such niche titles as Pokemon Sword and Super <laughs> Smash Brothers. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, such niche titles. Um, so yeah, basically what happened is uh, Alienware, which is the Apple of gaming PCs, cheaper parts marked up because there's a name behind it. Right. Which they had bought up by Dell. Dell revealed the Alienware Concept UFO, is what it's called. Get it? Alienware UFO? Yeah, I get it. Yeah, That's really good marketing, yeah, man. It's, it's, a full, it's like a full Windows gaming PC. But it's around the same size as, like, your NVIDIA Shield or your Nintendo Switch, which is what everyone's making the comparison to. Um, looking at it, I'm going to send you a quick picture of it, actually, because okay. uh, it looks disgusting. Oh, good. The, uh, it's, it's all very Switch-like, but the controllers are, they're not uniform. The bezel is disgusting. It looks like the screen is set in, but it's not. It just looks really bad. Here, let me send it to you real quick. It's just not... Yeah, please do. I, they keep saying... They keep calling it the concept UFO, and I'm really glad it's a concept because I, I, I would send this right back to the... Uh, right back to the R&D. Oh, what the hell? Right? I don't like that it's, like, jagged. It's a pointy console, which is... I mean, honest to God, it looks like they were like, so we just reinvented the Nintendo Switch... Uh, we absolutely cannot let anybody know that we just reinvented the Nintendo Switch. Let's make it ugly and, like, as non-baby-proofed as possible. Yeah, because it's sleek and edgy for cool gamers like you and I. Yeah, but, like, if you had, like, a child in your home and you purchased this, you would have to baby-proof it. Oh, oh, 100%. Your baby's little soft head would explode if it hit one of these corners. <laughs> Oh, it's, it's not. Uh, it it's it not does not look. look good. It's not a good look. So do the controllers actually come off the side? They do. So, Brian, I'm sure you caught all that then. I did, yes. All right, good. So that that's pretty much all the news we have right now. For the Alienware Concept UFO, which 
I really hope it's a concept. Because it's gross. Alright, next article here. Just another, another quick thing from BGR.com. A new Nintendo Switch model is reportedly coming out mid-2020. Which is really sudden for me. Brian, you were looking at this, you said it was coming like first quarter 2020? Yeah, I don't know if that could even be possible. So I feel like it would have leaked before. Yeah, especially if they're just starting production. Oh, definitely. Because I think they are. Just aping right from the article here. On Monday, uh, Taiwanese newspaper Digitimes reported that Nintendo is currently working on a new Switch model slated to launch in mid-2020. Uh, supply chain sources claim that mass production of the unannounced model will begin at the end of the first quarter. Uh, production starts late March, early April. Right. We'll probably get it in July. I'll be honest, I'm a little salty about this one. Why, did you just pick up the Switch Lite? No, look, man. This happens to me every single like console generation with Nintendo. I'm like a loyal Nintendo fan almost to like a fault. I pretty much always immediately buy the new system... Um, and then I usually regret it because then usually a year or two later, they come out with something that's like way better and oh. I'm just left with the loser version. Yeah, definitely. Like I'm, I'm staring at my launch model switch. I, I paid for, but fun little story. I paid for it. I pre-ordered and everything. I was ready to come back to pick it up. But a friend I came along with was like, Hey, I want one too. I'm just going to wait. So, uh, <laughs> I spent probably seven hours in a GameStop. Jesus. Just sitting there waiting. I, I did the whole... I, I was working in a, a retail store of my own at the time, and uh, I, I did the whole waiting in line for like an hour in the cold thing outside. Yeah, this was after um, I stopped working <laughs> for GameStop, so I'm, I'm, just, okay. I'm just there. That's fair. Um, I, I should be clear, like, I'm not really salty, like, I know that Nintendo does this, and I'm used to it, but it just always bugs me that, like, being an eager, like, fan, I'm always, like, trying to experience new Nintendo thing as soon as possible, but then inevitably, it turns out to be smarter to just, like, wait. Yeah, um, we're just, we're just so, consumers. True, we uh, certainly are. We're beta testers. So, it's not legit salt. It's just like, oh, Nintendo's at it again. You know, the, the only time I... What they want you to do is they think, well, the loyal Nintendo fans who bought it right away, if they're that loyal, they'll just buy the new one too. You're goddamn like, no, right I will. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, the, the one time I did was the 3DS XL. And that was a purchase worth making from my perspective. Oh, hell yeah. Like, that was that was a vast improvement over the, over the original. Yeah, then I bought the new 3DS XL and... It was cool. Or sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah, so that's oh, that's the one right. with the with the buttons and the little like camera with toggle the thing, right? The C stick and the 3D yeah. that works. They added all those little extra buttons, and then only like two games they ever released could use them. Hell yeah, dude! I've got my launch era Switch. I will probably end up getting the Switch Pro DS XL. Yeah. Um. So is that. that... I think that's all of our news, unless you have anything you found. No, man. I think that would make for a great awkward transition. Oh, that's exactly what I'm thinking here. Okay, let's bitch about the Rise of Skywalker for like 40 minutes. Oh, cannot wait. All right. Okay. So, uh, the new Star Wars movie came out a couple weeks back. What? Yeah, right? There's a ninth one now. Whoa. How can there be a ninth one if there's no eighth one? Uh, Well, 
Don't you worry about that. Let JJ let JJ Abrams worry about that. <laughs> uh, half of this movie is is just denying the existence of the Last Jedi. It's it's incredibly passive aggressive. I was surprised at how much got yeah. retconned as I was yeah. watching. So do you want to start with our just general thoughts on the movie, like without getting too in depth? Let's not get into spoilers immediately. So what what do you think? Just off the top of your head. When I first saw it, uh, I hated it. <laughs> really? Did you? Okay. Yeah. I went and saw it with uh, a couple friends, and unfortunately, I have to admit, I was that guy talking in the theater. I know I'm a disgusting subhuman. I was whispering to my friend pretty much through the whole movie, and the second and third acts, I guess, would just be leaning over and whispering, What? Wait, what the fuck? This is a, what the fuck? This is a load of barnacles. Exactly. You're that guy. Yeah, yeah pretty much. It, I see. Story, that's in- just real, just a quick thing toward the end. It did kind of because I'm not. It wasn't just me being an asshole. Okay. <laughs> At one point in the climax, the theater broke out in actual laughter. Oh, great! Yeah, yeah, that's lovely. Well, I saw it with my dear old mother. I, to be completely honest, uh, we're not going to get into The Last Jedi right now, but I was so, like, I really do not care for The Last Jedi. I'm not, like, vitriolic about it like some people are, but it just, for me, it was, like, a good sign that Star Wars just isn't for me anymore, that I've kind of, I don't know, there, I, my, like, vision of Star Wars is not something I should really expect to see in theaters anytime soon, so... I was really inclined, especially because this movie was getting such bad reviews, to just not go see it. Um, But between wanting to talk about it for the podcast and also my mom one day was getting ready to, like, just go see it by herself and I felt bad. So I I wound up seeing it with my mom. My mom cried four times during the movie. What? Yeah, four times. She thought it was deeply emotional and satisfying. Um. There was one. There was one moment that got me a little bit. Like I got a. I got a little teary eyed. But we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit. But like you, I didn't really care for it. I will say I thought it was probably better than the Last Jedi. Although that's a complicated comparison for me, because the Last Jedi is like a coherent film, whereas <laughs> the Rise of Skywalker really isn't. But I. In, I enjoyed Rise of Skywalker more on, like, a visceral level. Like, I could go, ooh, cool lightsaber, or, you know, whatever. I, I um, went in knowing that it was getting torn apart in, like, yeah, release me too. reviews. So I went yeah. in with the idea, like, I'm going to watch a shit show. This is going to be a great waste of $13. And honestly, you know, as I say, when I left leaving the theater, I hated it. Thinking back on it. You know, just kind of revisiting it. Yeah, it's, it's it wasn't as bad as yeah. people made it out to be. It, it's it's yeah. not by any stretch a competent film. No, it's not a well made film. Well, I'm not even going to pretend to be. It's not a well constructive. I'm not even going to pretend to be like a movie reviewer, but it, it's not a competent film. Yeah, you don't have to be like a movie reviewer to notice the pacing problems with the movie, which I think are the, the biggest problem with the movie. Um, see, and, and I actually had an opposite experience from you where I preferred the latter half of the movie and the first half I was like seriously considering leaving. Well, because it was so like, 
I've never seen a movie with such horrible ADHD before in my life. Um, the first maybe hour of the movie, the vast majority of scenes only last between like 20 seconds and maybe two minutes. It's just constant one scene after the other. Switch, 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 switch. Like, you cannot even for a moment get your bearings. Nothing that happens gets any room to breathe. There's so many, like, the dialogue's really bad um, for a lot of the movie, but I thought especially in the first part of the movie. So I don't know. The, the first, in the second half, that's where I was more able to go, ooh, cool lightsaber. Um, because well, yeah, although it, the it, stuff that was, Yeah. Sorry, it, yeah, it, it, it gets, it, it really gets into like, you know, oh, look at this, look at this thing, look at this thing. Well, it's it's very spectacle, you know, it's it's all about being spectacular and not having like a lot of substance, but if you're just looking to like enjoy yourself at the theaters and you're a fan of Star Wars, I think the last half, there's enough spectacle to like be like, okay, I enjoyed seeing that one time. Now, so we're in this kind of dilemma then, which I have liked to call the Aquaman dilemma, which is if you leave the theater with a smile on your face, but you hated most of the movie, was it really a good movie? Oh, you that, know? That's, that's interesting. That's very interesting, actually. Well, bec- because when I saw Aquaman, did you see Aquaman? I don't remember. I did not, actually. When I saw Aquaman, I, I could break it down perfectly into like three chunks. The first hour sucked. It was boring. It was slow. I love Jason Momoa, but I'm sorry, he's not a very good actor. Um, neither is the lady who played Mira. I can't remember her name right now. But uh, then the second, the second hour was like, it's pretty good. It's 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 climbing. And then the third, like the 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 final half hour was like amazing, or at least it was very flashy. And so I left the theater thinking like, wow, DC managed to make another great movie. Um, but then I thought about it and I was like, but I was miserable for at least an hour. <laughs> So like, was it a good movie? That's the thing. Or is my with brain DC. tricking me. Yeah, but it's also the thing with this movie, which is why I bring it up. Is like, if I enjoyed some of the later parts, like purely on in a superficial way, does that excuse the agony for me that was the first hour? You know. But it 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 depends. It it's it's all on personal preference. Like, yeah, it you is. Know, if you know, it might not objectively be a good movie. Yeah. Which we could check that with Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Which I think it's like 58% or something right now. I'm checking it. Mm-hmm. As I click and clack. Oh, 54%. Okay. Is that still a little higher than it was? Uh, it was at 58. Oh, okay. I thought it was at 51% or something at some point. Yeah. I might be wrong. Meter, uh, 54%. Audience score, 86%. Dakota, please. It's a tomatometer. Sorry. My bad. God. Get it right. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I guess you could enjoy this as like a popcorn film. Um, my mom liked it, but I think most of what she appreciated about it was nods towards the original trilogy. And um, it's very, very reference heavy. Yeah, it's very referential. I mean, that was the stuff that mostly got me. Like, okay, should we get into spoilers? Um, yeah, and I actually I have a half a decent segue for this. So, okay. uh, seeing it in the theater, my friend that I've been talking to most of the time, he got up to go to the bathroom real quick, and as he got up, 
right there is the big reveal of the movie. The quote-unquote big There's a spoilers reveal, again. Which, spoilers, yeah. Ray is Palpatine's granddaughter. Yeah, which I think a lot of us knew going in. I know you. neither you or me was in any way shy about looking at spoilers for this movie. Because I heard it was so bad. And also... Yeah. I... Might be part of the reason why I enjoyed it more was because I was prepared for the bullshit. Yeah, that, that definitely helps. Yeah. Anyway, go on. Sorry. But, yeah, like, as, as he left, he thought he had some more time, which, again, speaks to the pacing of the movie. Mm-hmm. As he gets up, he, as soon as the theater door closes, the, uh, Kylo Ren breaks out the big reveal of Ray's Palpatine's granddaughter. Ironic. Like, I saw it coming. I looked at the spoilers because I wanted that yep. free whopper. That this is like Burger King Germany. Oh, if right, you, if you yeah. read out Star Wars spoilers in public, you got a free Whopper or something. Right. Well, I thought the they printed them on the wrapper the or something. That also might have been Germany. I'm not entirely sure. I don't remember. I thought that's how they initially got leaked, but I could be wrong. Um. Anyway, carry on. But that, that's just a big thing. And this is a point that I stole from other media. I wanted to hammer it in there. Like, this, this, I'm a big fan, Mike. If, if, if at some point you watch this, I love you. He won't watch this. <laughs> no, never. But the the biggest complaint with Rise of Skywalker is that it was trying to be two movies. It was trying to be what J.J. Abrams thought Last Jedi should have been, as well as be, be three or four the movies. end of you know, the, the whole Skywalker non-illogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were desperately trying to appease fans... Uh, JJ desperately wanted to do what he wanted on top of that, and they were also trying to like retcon The Last Jedi because The Last Jedi, whether you like it or not, was not really well suited to being the middle film in a trilogy. Um, it didn't have a lot of momentum, and it made some like last minute changes that really complicated what Abrams was left with for this movie. And, and you know, it, it definitely doesn't help switching out your director you know, for the the middle movie. Yeah, well, um, so do you want to know the scene that got me a little bit, that uh, almost made me a little emotional? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a little dumb, but when Leia dies um, and Chewie finds out and just starts, like, screeching, um, that hit me a little bit. because, And it wasn't even because of anything that the movie was really conveying. It was because I, I sat there and I thought, oh, Chewie's all alone now. God, yeah, that's like, right. Yeah, it's just it's him and it's him and Lando. Yeah, and even Which, Lando's yeah, Lando like, what, what the fuck ever, you know? Um, They're no, no disrespect against no disrespect against Lando. It's just like they barely used him in the movie, and they never will again. Um, yeah, Lando was, and he's not was a member in, of that original core team. Yeah, Lando was one of those was one of those like, hey, remember this guy from the original trilogy? Like, technically, Chewbacca has R2 and C-3PO, but, like, R2 is usually turned off in a corner for some reason. Yeah, C-3PO like, lost his memory, who would, but then he and who would want to who would want to be stuck with C-3PO, you know? Um, uh, looking at, uh, like, interviews that Anthony Daniels does, I don't, think people want to stuck, I don't think people want to be stuck with Anthony Daniels, like, let alone C-3PO. Yeah, I, I don't think people <laughs> like him too much. Um, but, anyway... That got me a little bit, and it was only because I already had an attachment to the original trilogy characters. Um, like when Han shows up, um, he looks like a scruffy 
uh, deadbeat, but like it was nice to see him. There's a nice little like one of the few bits of like clever writing I thought they did, even if it was very referential, was just before that scene ends, Kylo begins to say something and Han says, I know, which you know, is of course a reference to Empire when Leia says I love you and Han says I know. Oh wow. Did did you oh did you not pick up on that? I I, I was gonna make a joke about that, but no, I actually didn't pick up on that. So like I, that, I, that, I took the implication kind of I yeah, I took the implication to be that Kylo was like about to tell his dad that he loved him. In completing his turn. Yeah. You know, Which was very to... abrupt, by the way. Oh god. And again, it probably speaks to the pacing of the movie, but yeah. good lord, his turn, even though they've been teasing it for two and a half movies, came out of fucking nowhere. Yeah, well, isn't that weird? Like, you just hit the nail on the head. They've been teasing it since the trilogy started, but then they didn't dwell on it at all in this movie until it happened, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's weird. It, it, there's a lot of things that this movie needed to, to build on, that being the biggest one. Yeah. Other things like that whole group of former stormtroopers on that Death Star wreckage planet. I would have loved to see more of them because that was actually something interesting. Like these well, are and former stormtroopers who like defected and they they're off right. on this random planet now. Well, and that's something that fucking Finn could have done when his character is completely useless otherwise. Yeah, exactly. I um, figured like he would like go off on an adventure with them. And, like they would do something. They'd all come together. Like hey, I was a stormtrooper. Holy shit, so were we. Right. They're brought up. Well, but... They have him and Lupita Nyong'o, I think, is the, the actress who, who plays whatever the, the former Stormtrooper's name was. I can't fucking remember. But they is have that like, her? one together, and that's it. I don't remember. Yeah. Well, and, um, and there's this weird implication at the end that she's like Lando's daughter, which they confirmed in external source material, but there's like literally nothing to suggest that really in the movie. Oh, they, wait, they did, they JK Rowling that shit? They just like, yeah, they just said it? Yeah, yeah, um, I'm pretty sure, yeah, which, or they made a comic or down, something. When she sat down next to, next to the Lando, like, oh, here we go. Yeah. Here comes, this is his daughter or some shit. Yeah. Well, with, without context, that scene is a little creepy. Like, she sits down next to this much older man, and, and he asks her where she's from, and she's like, I don't know. And he's, he smiles, and he's like, let's find out. And I'm like, wink, wink. does she know you at all? This is a really weird exchange. Right? Because um, like, as far as I know, they had not met up until that point, and he's just like, why don't you come with me? And she's seemingly like really gung ho about it. Like what? Yes. I have something to do, I guess. Yeah. Uh, well that was like a beat they had to hit, I guess. But, um, there's a lot of things I, they, they quote unquote had to hit. Right. I would say also, like I've seen a lot of people on the internet saying that like Finn's whole arc for the entire trilogy should have been basically recognizing because he was once a, a stormtrooper recognizing that literally all the people they're murdering are brainwashed and Finn should have been like a liberator to stormtroopers or at least had something like that in his arc. They seem to immediately forget that he was an ex stormtrooper. Like as soon as force awakens ended. Yeah, I don't think it was referenced ever in, in last Jedi. Well, no, it was referenced because he knew his way around the ship, the empire or the first order ship that they infiltrate. But, like, there's so much more you can do with, like, brainwashed child soldier than just that. 
Yeah, and, and that's that's the that's probably the biggest issue I have about Rise of Skywalker is the fact that there's so much there is oh, yeah. is either brushed over after a scene or yeah. is just left to rot, I guess. It's it's Yeah. Well, we are far from the first people to say that this movie should have been a trilogy unto itself. We are? Oh yeah, so many people have said that, but like I agree. No, yeah, thinking about it, yeah, there's and movies are already long enough as it is. Like the the yeah. Skywalker clocks in two and a half hours. Yeah, but it still feels rushed. I don't get it. Well, because they cram so many ideas. Like again, a trilogy's worth of ideas crammed into one movie. I mean, you know, there's not it's not just everything with like all of the defecting stormtroopers that they meet for like ten seconds. There's also Poe's like whole backstory and his like ex girlfriend who literally never shows her face because she didn't want to actually have to be on set. <laughs> like she just wanted to collect the check for like you know ADRing her lines or something. Yeah, but it like was, it was one of Abrams' friends from like one of his earlier works. Yeah, actually, I'm pretty sure Red Red Letter Media addresses that. We might have just aped off of them. That that's where I keep oh. getting my, all my references from. <laughs> well, anyway, but yeah, so they have all that. They have the Palpatine stuff. Kylo Ren's turn was well foreshadowed in the previous movies, but barely touched on in this one until it happened. Um. His romance with Ray, I hated. I thought it was horribly forced. Um, why? Why, why would they? It, man, it, it's it's almost like he was trying to appeal to everyone. J.J. Abrams. Yeah. Where he, he appealed to the, to the the Raylo shippers, and although apparently they're people. mad too. Really. Yeah, I saw a lot of people complaining that, like, Kylo shouldn't have died at the end. Well, I I, I saw it coming, uh, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's well, not like just you're... me looking at spoilers. That was just me, like, kind of know the beats of these Star Wars films. The final the final film, someone's gonna uh, get redeemed and or die. Right, well, here's the thing. If you really wanted to redeem him, he should not have killed Han Solo. Probably the most beloved Star Wars character of all time. Like, I know Harrison Ford wanted to go. He didn't want to be but, there longer than he had to be, which I'm surprised they right. got him for Skywalker, to be honest. Oh, I can't imagine how much money they paid him. Like, my point is just, like, they did a good job showing his uncertainties throughout the movies, but to me, when you had him kill Han, for me personally, I was like, okay, like, I like the character well enough, and I certainly like Adam Driver, but am I ever going to consider him redeemed? Not really. At least he, like, like Anakin killed younglings, you know, and his redemption involved him also dying. Um, so I think but he also, Kylo's death was appropriate. And that just devalues Vader's sacrifice at the end of episode it 6. It does. Because, he, you know, he had, quote-unquote, not now, quote-unquote, killed the Emperor, he had, you know, quote-unquote, yeah. saved the galaxy. Right. But Palpatine pulled out some, like, Darth Plagueis force cheat codes and... He's like a force ghost, but like still in his decaying body. I I assumed he's supposed to be like literally every like spirit of past Sith lords is like inhabiting his meat puppet body. That's that was that, my that's assumption. Kind of the implication that you get. Yeah. Once they Ray they do not really up. explain it. And you know what's so laughable? Like you're right. They completely devalue the ending of Episode Six. But you know what's like extra laughable about that? No. What is um. It? Uh, well, when Rey is having her moment where, like, all the Jedi come to her, which I cannot deny getting really pumped up for, 
that's like a cool moment, even if it's like has weird implications for the series. I especially love that they, they like got Ahsoka's voice actress to come contribute a voice. That was super uh, cool. That uh, bummer. Yeah. I really like Ahsoka. I wish she would have like. Uh, honestly, I'm I'm just I'm just happy that she got a reference at all. Hey man, as far as we know, she's still alive. I'm pretty sure. But all the, they, they use they use uh, Liam Neeson. They got Qui Gon back. They got young and old uh, Obi Wan. Yeah, no, Alec Guinness is dead. What? Old Obi Wan <laughs> is Alec Guinness, and he died a long time ago. Interesting. I mean, maybe maybe they they took a clip from like a I, previous I swear film I heard, and re- like. Maybe I'm they sure reused they, an they, old they, clip. I'm, I'm sure they they would have had to then. My point is that they devalue the ending of Six and Vader's sacrifice. And then in that fucking scene, you hear Hayden Christensen, which I was glad to hear him back. I, 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 I like the prequels more than I should, um, more than any human being has a right to. Uh, <laughs> he's, he fucking says, you must bring balance to the Force as I once did. But you didn't! <laughs> Because Palpatine didn't. didn't fucking die. Apparently the minute he threw Palpatine and Palpatine exploded like a fucking phosphorus grenade. <laughs> uh, you know, like apparently Palpatine was already scheming and soon I'll have a bottle full of Snokes and go just wait until oh, God. and Leia get laid on Endor. Just that, that twist of the knife or <clears throat> that, that the whole like facility full of Snokes. Yeah, like you know what? I I'm actually Ryan fine with Johnson. that, dude. I'm well. It is definitely shitting on Ryan Johnson. I kind of liked the idea though of like designer Sith lords. <laughs> like, like we already know that cloning technology exists, so I kind of yeah, liked the idea of like, yeah, I yeah we sure did, and multiple animated series. Um, I I like the idea that like. Palpatine, Palpatine would just be like, you know what, fuck it, let's game the system. And so he like... Gucci Sith Lords. <laughs> he's like, let's make him really big and ugly and like scarred like me, but not me. Um, like he's, he's he literally... It's almost like a commentary on how unbelievably generic Snoke actually was. Where he was already like kind of a blatant like, Sidious Palpatine ripoff. Like, yeah. he's this scarred, mysterious figure who shoots lightning out of his fingertips, you know? If they had expanded on that, it might have been cool. Too bad that theory about the librarian from the prequels being Snoke wasn't true. <laughs> I forgot about Although that. I guess it, I guess it's possible that, like, Anakin murdered her and used her cells to... Oh, dude, that should be our... We should make that theory right now. All right, all right, here we go. First episode, through the light show. We got Star Wars yeah. theories, boys. Brian, hit it. Oh, yeah. Pew, 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 pew. Okay, um, Anakin, after he killed the younglings, he killed the oldlings. He, he, <laughs> fucked up the, he fucked up the librarian for no goddamn reason. Sidious uh, was just like, I like her clothes. Bring bring me her clothes. And so that's why like, Sid, like uh, Snoke kind of looks like he's wearing her getup. Uh, and... Uh, yeah, she was like cultivated from he he was cultivated from her cells after Anakin murdered her. Oh god. I have no evidence, but I'm sticking to it. I accept it. Thank you. It's canon. All right. Uh, I, I want to touch on a couple things here real quick. Sure. We are about 40 minutes in. Okay, fair. I just want to touch a couple more things for Roger Skywalker. Um 
First off, the whole reveal that Palpatine was in the movie, besides being in yeah. the trailers, was in Fortnite. Oh, you mean Fortnite? Fortnite? You had to play through Fortnite at the end. Yeah. You know, they threw in, like, they had the, the Force Order Stormtrooper. They had, like, the skins in there. They had lightsabers you could use as, like, the, the pickaxe. Yeah. But the big the big reveal at the end of this Fortnite event was a message from Palpatine, which is why when the movie starts, Kylo's already got the Sith Lord tracker, which I thought was a holocron. No. Like, I thought that was going to be reference to, like, uh... It, it is a holocron, but they deliberately call it something else for some reason. Yeah, the, like, I thought it was a, re- a reference to, like, the Starforge and, like, the Sith, like, home uh-huh. from you know, I don't think you should give them too much credit. Which, no, they won't. It, it, it's, Dude, that's not... You know that planet with the trees that Kylo is on at the beginning of the movie where he's, like, killing stormtroopers? Or is he killing stormtroopers or is he just killing random guys? I think he's, kill- he's killing I don't random people. Right? Random resistance okay. fighters. But you remember that planet, right? Yeah. That was Mustafar. What? According to, apparently, in some part of the new extended universe, there was a book or a comic or something where it was revealed that the only reason Mustafar was, like, a volcano planet was because there was some, like, horrible Sith artifact there. And once it was removed, like, life returned to the planet. Wow. Yeah, I, 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 they don't reference that at all. Take that with a grain of salt, but I, I saw a little bit of chatter about it. I haven't read the actual material um, that like makes that change, so I could be foggy on some of the details. But that was that. That's that's yeah. That was Mustafar. Yeah, that that sounds like some Star Wars <coughs> shit. Yeah. Um. But aren't you excited for Fortnite two to come out and be the exact same game, and then? Every three matches, you'll get to watch another two uh, uh, minutes of Star Wars Episode Ten. Oh my god, I cannot wait. Yeah. If it's anything like Destiny 2, I'll wait until it's free. Should we address the writer of this film? Uh, yeah. I was going to get into, like, one more thing. Oh, Um, sure. Go for it. Well, I was going to save it kind of toward the end, just because, you know, it's... Because much like the scene itself, it can be cut out for other audiences. Okay. But go ahead with your thing. Uh, um, so this was written by Chris Terrio, who fucking wrote Batman v Superman, which is one of the most like incoherent and ridiculous movies I've ever seen. That's probably an exaggeration, but like the writing's not good in that, um, and it's like infamously not good. Yeah, and it's weird. Cause Why of all people? It, it I I don't I don't get it because Chris Terrio's not a bad writer, like. He wrote Argo, and Argo was pretty good. Uh, the wonders of recording on Discord. Yeah, let's. Uh, we should acknowledge right now. This is you know our first time recording this, and Discord's been really funky. It's been like randomly the audio has been cutting in and out. So if there's any like jarring cuts, um, that's why. So sorry, guys. So sorry yeah. to all five of you listening. Yeah, Chris Terrio, like I said, not a bad writer. Yeah, guess, he's just had some really, really dodgy there. stuff recently. Yeah, he's not doing great now. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna do like a lightning round because we have a few more things we want to discuss. Um, 
I wanted to mention that literally every scene that Carrie Fisher is added into is incredibly jarring and uncomfortable. Um, she only sends the, says the most generic things possible, and all the other characters only respond in the most generic ways possible because they're only using like cutting room floor footage from the previous two movies. God, I can't imagine how fucking awkward that's got to be. Oh, it's got to be awkward. I mean, it just there's nothing feels to play off awkward. of. Right. Well, and you, they clearly have to like position the actors in a very specific way, and like clearly the actors don't know what the hell to interact with, like. Just really uncomfortable. I liked that they gave her a purpose. I was okay with her being a Jedi and training Rey. She was a Jedi in the Legends canon anyway. I, that doesn't bother that. me that much. Um, I didn't like it. It was different. Oh. <laughs> you got me there. Um, but anyway, at least Rey finally got training so everyone can... Uh, I would say everyone can calm down, but then she, like, pulled out weird force powers that have never been seen in the films before. Yeah, like, like an incredibly boosted force heal, and, uh... Right, which is usually, like, a video game thing. Yeah. Which is done and for, like, like balancing mechanics, kind of, like... As well as, I, I guess, force teleport. Yeah, that was a weird one. Because uh, it was like it was it was well incorporated over the past two movies. Like they gradually built it up, where like each instance was a little bit more. But then within the larger universe, it makes absolutely no sense. It's it's not one of those things where it was set up. It was set up actually pretty well. Right. It still makes no goddamn sense. Right. The implications are just strange. Like how much can you teleport? Can you teleport living things? We're, we're, we're never going to get an uh, answer on that. We're not. Just like the minute Holdo did the cool spaceship battering ram thing, they had to have a little line in this movie saying, no, no, that's that's too risky. Because they realized that if they if they don't like just ignore it, it would like solve every single movie immediately. Like It's too OP. Yeah, you could, um, just, you could just kamikaze, light space kamikaze the entire yeah. fleet. Or just make light space or like hyperspace capable missiles or something. Um, Which I, yeah couldn't be that hard. You can already track people no. through light space. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so we should address the Rose Tico thing. Yeah, yeah. We'll give it like a minute and a half or something. Ha ha ha! Because that's the amount of time she had in the movie. Which I, I was really, I was actually kind of bummed for. I actually, actually, yeah, grown to like Rose uh, Rose Tico. Yeah. See, I feel bad because the actress got such an unbelievable amount of, like, hate and harassment for no reason. Like, she did nothing wrong. I don't really think her character had a place in The Last Jedi. Um, I thought she was kind of shoehorned in. Clearly, J.J. Abrams didn't know what to do with her for this movie. So it was a weird mix of, like, I understand why she's barely in this movie, but I also feel bad because it feels like you're punishing the actress for like literally doing nothing wrong it's it's a weird it's a weird thing yeah for all you know she had such a bad experience she didn't want to do more i don't know i i wouldn't you know let her yeah. get in give her a day of filming give her a paycheck let her get out of here yeah i mean it's possible she had to fill like contractual obligations and stuff like that like well i was technically in two movies i, I don't know and she's on social oh. media so she can't really fill anything in no so I guess the last thing. Well, you had something you want to mention, and then we can talk about the Abrams cut. Oh, really, really yeah, quick, real quick. I wanted to get into the uh, 
the quote unquote lesbian representation in the movie, which is which right yeah. at the end, like the final thirty seconds, there's uh two female resistance members that share a kiss. Doesn't add anything to the film. Obviously it's it's very easily cut out. It was cut in yeah. Dubai and Singapore. Uh, which Oh, well, that was the point. Yeah, no, the whole thing is just like, look how progressive we are. Here's yeah. some gays. Yeah, well, uh, and except like, for the Chinese market, uh, you guys just you guys just ignore that. Yeah, you see, and I wouldn't like. I don't even care that it doesn't necessarily add anything to the movie. Like random background kisses never and add anything to the movie. Um, what what I would say is irritating about it is it's you know it's Disney's really transparent attempt to like get pats on the back for essentially doing nothing. Like that does not amount to real gay representation exactly um, it's yeah it's 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 basically hey look at us look how progressive we are yeah uh, here's some gays uh when, buy which, merch. you know oscar isaac and um john boyega were constantly saying like our character should be gay um and lots of fans wanted that too there was no way disney was ever going to do this but they clearly thought that having this like background kiss between two like unnamed characters was going to like put a band-aid on that problem which it didn't and why would it no it didn't it was not it's to steal uh-huh. even more shit from yeah people, it's what we like to call passive progressive i promise we won't reference red letter media so much in every episode but I will. That, that really is the perfect term for what disney does i'm all for like progressive representation in films um but there's a big difference between like legitimate representation and then what disney does Last um, thing here, Brian, I know you've been chopping the bit to get to this. What's 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 all this about Abrams cut? So fans are convinced that because this movie wasn't very good, that it must exclusively be the studio's fault and not JJ Abrams. Like just with Snyder, people are insisting that uh Abrams must be like a victim here and that there must be some perfect cut you know, perfect cut locked away in a vault um that Disney won't let out. Um, let's be honest, that's not true. No, it's, it's, this isn't a, this isn't a Zack Snyder thing. No. Disney isn't going to give that much pull on on their directors. They're very controlling. There's, there's, even if there were an Abrams cut, we're not going to get it, but there's no way in hell there's a quote unquote Abrams cut to begin with. Right. Well, and I think the Snyder cut is dumb, but I get it a little bit more because with the Snyder cut, Joss Whedon came in and like did reshoots and completely altered the tone of the film. That did not happen here. Abrams had control from the beginning. I'm sure Disney meddled, but like it's not like they tore it apart and told them to do it all over again, you know? So I think it's very silly. Um, let's be honest, J.J. Abrams is not that high like caliber of a filmmaker anyway. He's very notorious for his mystery box nonsense where like he likes to set up really cool uh mysteries without having a fucking clue what the answers to them are like that's why everybody got mad at lost and it's why everybody's mad at you know star wars now is because who raised parents like yes ryan johnson kind of flubbed that one but also i'm sure abrams did not really like we know abrams didn't know what to do next with star wars so don't just blame disney for this i am sure like abrams is not bad but he's not he's not jesus you know that's that's all I'm trying to say. All right, and uh, I don't know really anything to add there. That's just, you know, it, we we got the movie we got, for yeah. better mostly for worse, but for better or worse. 
I think we're just going to have to accept that this trilogy was kind of a flop and maybe the next one will be good. I'm glad that they've decided to like take it a little bit slower next time and stop making all the stupid spin-off films. Yeah. So it's yeah. almost like this blatant crash grab. Yeah. Didn't have a lot of thought oh, behind yeah. it. Oh yeah. Well, that's the thing is um the prequels are for the most part like as close to objectively bad as you can get. I don't hate them. Like I said, I have a lot of like nostalgic love for them. Um, but I would also say I have appreciation for them over this more most recent trilogy in kind of two ways. Coherent? Like, Lucas did more or less have a map for those prequels. Yeah, give him as much shit as you want. George Lucas had an actual endgame with his trilogy. Right, and there was, like, a logical progression and, well, a more or less logical progression. Anakin's, like, actual turn to the dark side is a little funky, but I would also just say, like, he did something new. Which is, you know, again, not the first to say that, but the prequels were an example of doing something different with Star Wars. He didn't do it well, but he did try something different. So I yeah, don't know. I think from... it was something because before yeah. then it had been damn near twenty years since we'd had a Star Wars movie. Yeah. Well, Brian, that's probably as good as a place as I need to stop for today. Um, you know, thank you very much for listening to episode one of Cthulhu Light Show. Uh, thank you for bearing with us with the technical difficulties and, I guess, personal difficulties of us trying to get our way through making an actual podcast. And tune in next time for our second episode where we plan to talk about our experiences playing Pokemon Sword and Shield, and we'll par- probably also address the recent Pokemon news that came from the Nintendo Direct. I'm hoping for a mystery dungeon. Mm. All right, well, uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DakRussellFord. And you, you can't follow Brian because he doesn't believe in social media. I'll make it to Twitter eventually. Don't do it. It's, it's a trap. And yeah, man. But the brand. The brand. The brand. Maybe I'll just make a Cthulhu Light Show Twitter. That might be a good idea. Regardless, thanks for listening. You know, uh, I'm Dakota. I'm Brian. And this was Cthulhu Light Show. Bye. That, that, was, that was good. That was, that was good enough. Fuck it. <laughs>